Hi, welcome to our podcast, She Inspires, a podcast created to inspire community, connection, empowerment, and courage. Designed for women who are committed to standing tall, living bravely, dreaming big, and celebrating life fully. I'm Haley. And I'm Gina Marie. Hi, everybody. (laughs) So happy to be with you again. This is such a joy. Oh my gosh, Gina Marie, my friend Al Blake told me, she was like, I love Gina Marie squeal. Anytime she squeals, Right in the right in the beginning of the podcast, she's like, "We know it's we know it's, it's popping probably, off." It's honestly probably too much, you know, for a beginning <laughs> welcome. No. Your people are listening, no. and then all of a sudden, it's like, <gasps> so I I need you know actually someone gave me that feedback one time, um, I, but I think it was with teaching yoga when I was on the mic, and they were like, you know, that squeal is just a little. I said, "This is who I am. I I can't I can't control what comes out." Oh, everyone, this is me. (laughs) This is me. Here she is. Here we are. We are so excited to be with y'all and have another episode of She Inspires Women in Quarantine, Women Through COVID. And we are here with one of our dear friends and amazing and amazing women, woman, Katie Ritchie is in the house. Hey, girl. Hey. Isn't it fun? I know. Yeah. (laughs) I love this feel. It makes me excited. (laughs) <laughs> oh my God. Thank you. That's but you know, right. I think, I think that, um, we all have our little thing that, that yeah. gets us, gets us to where we are right now. So my, mine to get me excited and pumped is this little squeal. What are we going to do about it? And Katie, we're just so thrilled you're here. Thank you. We're I'm so excited. So excited. We can't wait to talk to you and hear about your journey. And, um, yeah. So from the beginning, tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to and um share share anything that you want to great um so i am a native houstonian uh like a five plus year transporter to new york so i live in in brooklyn now and i moved to new york to teach yoga i was doing that in houston and I did that in New York. And um, somewhere along the way, I started studying wine and I was apprenticing as a wine buyer just because I was so passionate about hospitality and wine was like this awesome intersection of all of these things that I was interested in, of travel and um, soil and history and geography and all of these cool things. And I just, you know, through an amazing string of events, um, got to this awesome opportunity to open a wine bar in Brooklyn, um, in what's now my, my neighborhood, and um, like right south of Prospect Park, if any New York people are listening, I'm in Ditmas Park slash Flatbush, and it's awesome. And um, yeah, so I opened my wine bar, it's called King Mother, And we opened on December 26th after about a solid year of planning and work to get it open. And it was fucking awesome. Oh, can I curse on this podcast? (laughs) Do whatever you want to, Katie. Do whatever you want. Be yourself. Yours can be, Gina Marie squealing, Katie's cursing. Uh, Who knows what's happening today? My squeal is that I laugh really loud. Like I was at a stand up, like a, comedy show and I was laughing like the people in front of me kept turning around to stare at me because I was laughing too loud and I was like I don't know oh, what to tell y'all thing. this is like 
Yeah. They don't know. So, okay. So we, so we opened Brother and it was awesome. And we were really like hitting our stride. And it was like early March. And I was like, you know, everybody says the first year of opening a restaurant is really hard. And like, it's kind of hard, but like, I feel like I'm in my stride. And then the universe was like, hey. <laughs> and uh, um, we closed March 15th. Um, and then we were closed for about six weeks and opened back up in May for takeout and then in June for outdoor dining. And so now we're in like our COVID, you know, open flow and we were able to bring back all of our staff, which is really awesome. And we're kind of like hitting a stride with the new normal just in time for the weather to change and for outdoor dining to not be feasible anymore. But one day mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Oh one my day God. at a time is right. Yeah. And Haley and I think that we've had some real ups and downs in the COVID. <laughs> Everybody. Yeah. I mean, even just on a personal level, right? Like, of course. It, yes. And, but however, having a, a business and having something that was, you know, you invested so much time and I'm assuming money and then yeah. having this situation happen, it's like, what? Yeah. Like, really? Is this going to happen now? So we, and that's one of the things we were so excited to talk to you about is, is being a, a business owner. Like what has mm-hmm. this been like? And then a business owner in New York city is, yeah. wow, you're doing a great job. Thank you. Well, the number one thing that I'm feeling right now, now that we've gotten to this better place and we're like, good, like our, we're so lucky to be a neighborhood business. And I think that a lot of businesses in New York are suffering right now because so many people have left the city and left Manhattan, especially like it's crazy. It's, I've only been to Manhattan like four times since March and it's a ghost town. Um, and there's no tourism obviously anymore. And so, so many restaurants, especially restaurants and bars that were, you know, thriving on that industry. And those, uh, those people are really suffering right now, but we're so lucky to be really small which makes us really, really, like when, we, when we're open normally inside, we're 22 seats and it's like 350 square feet. It's so small, in fact, that when we were looking at the space, my Texas mind like couldn't even like imagine a bar being in there. I was like, no, I think this is like a closet. Um, <laughs> but it's great. It's like a really efficient little tiny layout. But our smallness means our overhead is low and we are nimble and we can pivot and so the number one thing that i'm feeling is just really grateful that we are what we are and we have the business model that we do and we're in the neighborhood where we are where people really haven't left they're still here and so there's a really vibrant kind of outdoor dining scene in our neighborhood and it's people are really respectful and wear their masks and they're really safe and my staff feel safe. And um, so I'm just trying to like stay, you know, in that grateful place on the anxious days that we've, we've come this far and we've been able to figure it out. And that's what like my journey as an entrepreneur was all about. Like I've doing so many things that I never did before. And I, you know, quote unquote, didn't know how to do. And I felt like when I was opening this business, I, I had a lot of like imposter syndrome, like, who am I to open a restaurant in New York? Like, it's mm-hmm. crazy. Um, and it was actually my mentor, his name is Adam. He was my mentor as a wine buyer. He was like, straight up, dude, if you were a dude, 
you would not be being this. And I don't know if that's true. You know, I'm not a, a man. I love men. And I'm sure that there are a lot of insecurities. But my experience is that I, I felt like I needed to know how before I started. And that, like, is not feasible. So you just kind of figure it out um, day by day on the, on the fly. And the more that I do that, the more that I feel, um, like capable. And I trust myself that even if I don't know what the next right thing is right now, like when I do need to know, and this is yoga too. It's like, you know, you, you're good when you need to, you'll figure it out. You have what you need right now. So far, that's been my experience. Yeah. That's so important, Katie. I love what you're speaking to right now. It is, and it, it, I do, I do believe there's a difference between men and women in that situation as a generalization. You know, of course, that's a generalization. Every, every individual is unique. However, my experience is even with um, my fiance, Everett, even when we're hiking, I'm like, babe, what's going to happen if a bear or a cougar like comes across our path? Like, what's our game plan? Where are we going to be safe? Everett's like, it's going to be a bad day for that bear. That bear better, that bear better watch out. It's going to be his last day on earth. And I'm like, what? What? <laughs> like how, but it's like, that's his, and I just, it makes me smile and just like giggle because it's like, that really is his attitude. He's like, well, that bear better watch out. I'm coming for him. And that, yeah. Right. There's so much confidence and it's so different than me where I'm like, Oh, let me go study bears before we go hiking <laughs> because yeah. I need to know everything. <laughs> and it's like how, I mean, I know it's a silly little analogy, but that's like how it is in life. I feel yeah. the same way as like, I need to be able to, you know, with like teaching yoga or anything, mm -hmm. it's like, I need to be able to know how to teach yoga before I go teach yoga. And mm -hmm. actually you learn how to teach yoga through teaching yoga, through not Absolutely. knowing, you know, through not knowing. And, um, I recently, Katie, I have been working on um, my own personal website, a website that brings together all the things that I love, which is like she inspires and love your belly movement and my yoga teaching and my leadership. And uh, I launched that this week. And my friend, I was texting Gina Marie nonstop, y'all. I was like, oh my God, I should take it back. Like, let's, <laughs> let's deactivate it. I don't want it anymore. Like what's happening? Like, who am I to think that I can have my own website that's all about me and the things that I love and all of that came up and you're exactly right is that there are, um, you know, things that I'm learning as a woman and as a female to start to own, own my power more, own who I am. And yet be in that balance of not, um, what's the word? Actually, maybe who cares? I was going to say not being like too like over the top with it yet. Maybe we can be, we can scream or and laugh loud and do our things. So yeah, exactly. Is like really, um, owning it. And like you're saying, trusting, trusting that whatever comes my way, I'll be able to navigate in life. With yeah. Confidence and ease. And it's also just like it, it, curiosity and gratitude. So that balances out any of the, you know, really putting yourself out there hard. Um, yeah. I used to feel overexposed or, you know, it was a weird thing. I used to feel like, what are people going to think that I like, I'm a yoga teacher turned wine person. Like, isn't that random and weird? <laughs> and I actually, I, I recently shot um, four yoga classes for a friend of mine owns a fitness studio that is turned into an app and an online um, mm. workout 
experience. And so I filmed four classes for them a couple of weeks ago, and those are going to go live soon. And I hadn't taught yoga since January. Um, and it was so awesome. It was like such a full circle moment for me that like, I can, you know, do it all um, on my terms. And it doesn't have to like mean anything. It doesn't have to mean like I'm a back to, to teaching, whatever. It's like what I do doesn't define me and I can do whatever I'm interested in and have the opportunity to do. And it'll be as cohesive as I, I want it to be. Um, and so I think it's great that you have a website that just has all of the things that you're, you're doing and you're involved in and you're excited about. Like people should be able to go to one place and and see that it's awesome mm-hmm. um, yeah and it's so good Katie it's such a good website and sure. I mean I can I can really that's really speaking to me right now because um so I am uh 34 weeks pregnant and uh, congratulations thank you I'll show you my little belly no one else will be able to see it. oh my god <laughs> It's hiding. It's hiding. Um, basketball in there. <laughs> no, really though. And um, I, I recently have had to have these conversations of giving, giving up for the time being, um, my career, which is I teach voice and acting lessons, and I teach yoga, and um, and there's going to be a time period where I'm not going to be able to do those things. And so I've, I've been really struggling with my identity with those things gone. And then like people are, you know, already asking me, well, when are you going to come back? And, and I was putting a lot of pressure on myself of like holding on to those classes and holding on to, um, to my lessons just because I felt like, well, that's who I am. And yeah, it doesn't matter when I, when I teach or when I don't teach, I'm, I'm a teacher. And, um, and honestly, like if I was somebody who was coming into your wine shop and I knew that you had had that experience of a different career or whatever it is, I would think that was so much cooler. I just, I just would because you have so much more experience and so much more to bring, um, to what you're doing now. And I think that that's, that's part of, that's part of life. And, um, and so thank you for saying that because now I feel like I have some freedom and like allowing myself to know that I'm, I am all those things. And yeah. yet, like right now I am something different. Um, and who knows when I'll get back to them. And I, what about if I never do, you know, I mean, it's just, I know yeah. I'm going to be doing my own thing no matter what. And even if you never do, it doesn't take away the experience that you did. And you don't like have to, like no one has to know. For me, that was like a big thing. It was um, in my new life, no one even knows the kind of yoga teacher that I was. Or, and it was just kind of my ego, like holding on to something that I was proud of and, and I did well at. And I was starting something new that I, I didn't have the confidence or the accolades yet. And I was like in the back of my mind, well, even if I suck at this, like I was really good at that other thing, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, the reality in my experience is that in order to add in something new, sometimes all the old stuff has to fall away and you're adding in becoming a mother. And if, and when you're ready to, then you, you add another hyphen to all the things that you are, you know, teacher, mother, mm-hmm. you know, podcast host. It's like you, you add those, those hyphens add up. Um, 
So it was cool for me after, because when I quit teaching, I had already been, my, my business had been open and operating for two weeks and I was like closing my bar and then like getting up and getting on the train and teaching yoga. And I was like, this is so dumb. <laughs> this is like, <laughs> past the point of like, <laughs> like normalcy. And, um, uh, when I, when I quit, there were so many people being like, well, when are you going to come back? And I just was like, I don't know, man. Mm-hmm. I don't need to know. I don't, you know, no offense, but like, I don't owe it to you either. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not just your teacher. You know, I have to take on my, my responsibility of my own life and how I want it to be. Mm. Preach. Yes. She's telling it. Beautiful. That's so good. What has been some of the, and I'm sure, I mean, we've all had challenges, but what has been some of the things that you've had to really move through during this quarantine pandemic, Um, whether it's personal or being a business owner? um, Is there anything that's calling out to you that you would like to share? Yeah, just, uh, just moving through like a tremendous amount of uncertainty and also Mm -hmm. like grief. Um, in, in the beginning, well, it's so funny, like to, to think back to like where I was like maybe March 12th, cause March 15th was the day that was a Sunday. And that was the day that, um, de Blasio, the mayor of New York, like announced that all New York city restaurants were going to have to close for indoor dining. And at that point we had reduced capacity to 50%. And like I said earlier, my bar is really small. So I was already like like you can't operate on, on 10 people a day. Um, so I was already really uncertain about what was going to happen. And then was feeling, you know, over the course of that week, I went from like, is this serious? Like, is this mm-hmm. going to be a big deal to holy shit? It's a really big deal to, I really don't want to endanger my clientele or my staff by choosing to remain open if it's not the safe thing to do. So we decided to close on the 15th before it was even announced. Like that's what we were going to do personally to stay safe. And then we closed. And the first two weeks, I literally just like, I was like narcoleptic. Like all I did was sleep because I had been working 80 plus hours a week for the past like three months before that. And I just was, I was literally too tired to to even think about what we were doing. I just, my body took over. Um, and then after that period, the, the anxiety really set in of, okay, what are we going to do? Like, how are we going to, you know, are people going to forget about us? We'd only been open for three months and people were into it, but I didn't want that to go away whenever we opened back up. Um, I wanted to make sure everybody on my staff was set up with unemployment because the first couple of weeks we were like giving them money out of our pockets just because we didn't know how long we were going to be closed and we wanted to take care of people. And so we transitioned to getting them set up there. And um, yeah. And, and then just like feeling like it was really unfair, which I, which I was struggling with because it felt so selfish because obviously like everybody is, dealing with this and it was unfair on like a global you know Mm -hmm. team um but for for my my personal experience was just like damn like if this isn't what would happen to me (laughs) like Mm -hmm. as as my business started like you know making money was like uh gone um you know but then 
we got really creative. It's so funny to even think about now because it all seems so far away now that we are where we are. But what we did was partner with, um, we have this great relationship with this, with this wine shop in our neighborhood. And that's where I used to work. And that's where my, my mentor works. And th this particular wine shop used to occupy the space where my restaurant is now. And they moved down the road to expand to a bigger location. And that's when I took over the, the former location and created King Mother. So we had this great symbiotic relationship with this other business and their business was able to operate um, during that time. And so we curated some bottle packs and like gifted people cheese and it had all of our like cute branding and stuff on it. And they, I was like, really having a hard time. I was like, no one's gonna care about this. Like everybody's freaked out. Like no one, no one cares about us. And we had about a hundred SKUs for people to buy and they sold out in two hours. Oh my God. It's amazing. Was like weeping. And it was like really the the like push that I needed to be like, okay, if we open, people are gonna come. Like people are right. gonna take out people are going to respond to what we do. And so we did that wine thing on the weekends for another two weekends and got up a little courage and a little money. We're able to just me and my business partner open. Uh, we opened every weekend for about um, a month for just takeout. And that was good. And then we, um, started seeing what everybody was doing with to-go drinks here. I don't know if you can do that in Houston too, I'm assuming. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, clutch. Um, and uh, we got a we got a slushy machine and started making froze and frozen spritzes. And God bless that thing. It's like, yeah. <laughs> paid for itself the first weekend. Like, oh my God, amazing. They're froze. <laughs> oh my God, sounds Especially good. Especially in, in the New York heat, you know, yeah. and right out the window give yeah. it to them yeah that's it <laughs> um so we were able to do a, a couple like really fun pivots like that and then once outdoor dining became legal we like bought all this furniture and canopies and tables and um again like didn't really know what would happen but within a couple of weeks we were back to and exceeding you know the kind of business we were doing before covid and mm got all the staff back and the response has been really kind and heartwarming and uh, um, it's been really like heartening to know that um, we can like weather some storms um, mm -hmm. right off the bat and it'll be okay. Mm. Yeah. I love it. Wow. You know, you said a little courage and a little money. Did a little, little courage and a little money. <laughs> a little <laughs> Well, money goes a long way. And a little bit of creativity. And I was like, just that. And like getting creative about how you get those two things, mm -hmm. you know, however you yeah. get them, you just get them and you go right. for it. And Katie, I really, I really commend and acknowledge you guys because, you know, my experience through all of this is that what I've like bumped up against and kind of had a fight within myself is just being so resistant to changing mm -hmm. some things. You know, it's like, okay, I can get it. I can be home. I can wear my mask. I will be safe. Uh, but then things about even looking at, and we haven't really figured it out in Houston yet, but it's like how to do yoga amidst COVID and, and trying to get creative in that. And I have felt more resistance than like creativity and courage 
yeah. in the really whole thing. And um, I really see and uh, appreciate, and what's cool about, I really see you and appreciate the work that you have done and you and your business partner and what you've done at King Mother and uh, to get creative and to keep being, um, well, resilient in the face of all of it. Yet what's cool to see too is I feel like New York was this, and of course it was because New York is New York and shout out New Yorkers, like y'all are, they're, they're doing it and like the heart of your city. But y'all are in this weird, and you can tell me if this is not your experience, but my experience mm -hmm. is like, y'all are over there in the future a little bit. Like you went through it yeah. early, have now yeah. moved through it and are on the other side of it where things are opening, things are happening, people seem more um, relaxed to seem more aligned with what they have to do for things to come back to a quote unquote normal yeah. where here in Houston, my experience, my personal experience in Houston is that we're still kind of like fumbling through it. Like things are still uh -huh. bad. Businesses aren't on the other side of it yet. They're still in the middle of like WTF is happening and it's really refreshing to hear your story and to hear what you're saying that like there is light at the end of the tunnel, so to speak, and that we can get to the other side of this thing and get back to some, now a new level, but some level of like life again. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'm really grateful that uh, New York took, you know, like some really decisive leadership measures in the beginning to um, really shut things down so that it wouldn't get worse. Um, and it was already really bad. And, and especially where in the part of Brooklyn where I live, we're on the cusp of several different neighborhoods that are low socioeconomic and people are living in really tight quarters and um, people are really suffering. Um, and um, so it's really important that you know, we take it seriously and we stay, I mean, like the, the first six weeks or so, Nick and I didn't leave our house, but like once every 10 days um, to go to the grocery store. And there was just like a lot of humanity of people being like, this is what we have to do to take care of, to take care of each other. And a couple of people, we, we recently moved in August, we moved, but in our old apartment building, a couple of people passed away and, um, it just was, it was scary. Um, and um, now where we are is, it's been great for a lot of businesses like mine have been able to, to pivot and figure out something new to do. The fitness industry is still re really struggling. Gyms were allowed to open this week, but it, it doesn't work in New York City. It's like in New York State that that is happening, but in New York City, a lot of people are still not able to open and outdoor spaces are at a premium. So even being able to do something like, you know, a big is doing yoga on a lawn, like that's not happening for, for people. Um, and similarly with restaurants, even though some are thriving, many are not. Many have just, the overhead is so enormous here, especially in Manhattan that people can't, they just can't pay their bills. And the PPP loans are attached to payroll in a way that, if you're not able to open right now or that kind of pivoting isn't working for you, the funds really don't make sense. So that and, you know, outdoor dining hinges on good weather and we are nearing the end of, you know, livable outside weather here and there's really no word or no plan from the city about what's next. So mm -hmm. 
it's like a yes and like yes new yorkers are fucking awesome and people <laughs> are resilient and will like do whatever and um that's great and um we have some some uncertainties and some some hardships um coming for us yeah mm-hmm and I'm really disappointed just on a national level that there isn't more support for business owners. Um, it's really put the onus on us to figure it out and to seek our own funding and to literally like in New York, it's your job to police whether people are social distancing outside of your restaurant. So you have to like police your own customers, which uh-huh. kind of pisses them off sometimes. And you know, there's just a lot of stuff where you're like, man, it's tough. Mm, right so you know I'm personally like in a good place and my business is in a good place but I'm definitely um definitely really lucky to to be able to say that mm-hmm. thank I'm so grateful for that like that's that's so good um yeah so I lived in New York for almost five years I can't you remember, remember the other in the East Village on the street Yes, we, like friends. Yes, 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 yes. So yes. New York. Oh like, my god, I love it. I know it's it really is. The people on the street. It's always it's like that. So <laughs> New York, I know. And um, it's been so hard to watch this because I, I mean, I, I'm sure you can relate to this. I don't know if anybody else can, but New York still has a piece of my heart. Like it always will. I feel so hard for that city, and um, and so seeing it. And specifically, I, I was in Manhattan. So seeing what's happening there is just like, um, it's heartbreaking. Like places that I loved are no longer there or um, whatever it is. So I'm just so grateful that you're, that you're still there and that, um, and that your area and your community is sticking, in, sticking their feet down in the ground and like, trying their hardest to keep it where it is. I mean, that's so inspiring. And, um, and I'm sure it is every day, like, you know, you have to do all kinds of work, personal work to get yourself outside those doors and greet everybody and make them feel special and loved. And, um, and also I just want to say how freaking cool your logo is and like your, your brand is. I love it. And the name, how did you come up with the name? So it, it was a nod to the wine store that previously occupied the space was Kings County Wines. Kings County is the county in Brooklyn. And oh. uh, we wanted to like nod to them a little bit, but we also, my, my business partner is a woman also. And so we wanted to have this like cool, feminine, kind of like weird and goth, like stick in your mind, like our branding is all black and white the space is black and white and gold and like very feminine and very like dark and um yeah so my partner nick came up with it actually king mother and it's awesome nothing right yeah thank you i love it it reminds me of this i don't know if you've ever seen it but if you haven't watched the show you've got to watch it it's on hulu it's called harlots no and it it's got this whole, it, the vibe reminds me of it. It's, cool. it's really powerful and female. And also there's a darkness to it. Love that. And, um, and it's just so awesome. So I've been telling Haley about that show for a while now. I'm like, yeah. you've got to check this out. <laughs> it's so interesting. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Katie. And I mean, 
we're we're here to support you in any way that we can. We can't wait to tell everybody about you. And I know one thing I know we talked about how tourism is is down there. New York will bounce back. New York will yeah. be back and allowed to. Yeah, and I can't wait for people on their trips, on their journeys to come and see y'all yeah. and um, and celebrate all the wine and the cheese that you have. I've seen your cheese, girl. I've seen that cheese. I don't even eat cheese. And I'm like, maybe I need to eat some cheese. Lobster yeah. rolls or whatever it was. Wow. Thank you. Are going on the Instagram for yeah. those lobster rolls. Um, it, it, how, how can people find you? Is there any way, this is your time to like shout yourself out. Please do uh, it. So we're at King Mother BK. BK is in Brooklyn on Instagram. Love for you to follow us and keep up with all the things that we're adding to our menu and to our wine list. It's really, I think like a fun follow. And um, we also have merch. So if you're not in New York or not planning to travel right now, we sell tote bags and t-shirts online and they're really cool cool and they have our awesome branding and um they're a fun a fun buy um and then if you're in new york city um and you want to take an adventure out to dipness park we're on cortelli road the cortelli bq stop and um, we do outdoor dining wednesday through sunday um and it's a freaking blast and we do great wine service um and it's not fussy and it's not stuffy and you can come and learn something or not, or come and have 12 glasses of $12 Sauvignon Blanc and no one's going to judge you there either. Um, <laughs> it's um, a really fun, fun, fun place to be. Hmm. That's so awesome, Katie. It sounds so awesome. Uh, we can't wait to visit. Yeah. We know we're going to be making our way out there because uh, wine has really got me through this quarantine too, you know? <laughs> I'm just loving it. I am such a wino. I love it. And um, I just can't wait to come and check y'all out. Thank you so much for being so generous uh, with your heart, with your story, with us here, and for being so generous with uh, the people of New York and with Brooklyn right now. I know that you are always such a gift and a light and um, you're doing good work out there, Katie. So thank you so much thank for doing all that. Oh, you're an inspiration to us. Thanks for having yeah. me. Mm. all right y'all this one has been i mean these these episodes are uh, they're killing it all these ladies are just on it and so inspiring so thank you listeners yes inspiring women we're doing it we love y'all thank you guys for tuning in and we will see y'all next time say bye to katie Bye. Bye. bye